Welcome to Media, Marketing and Advertising on PG Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Paul Gardner. Of all the societal shifts that have occurred as a result of the pandemic, perhaps the most unexpected is the dramatic move of the workforce from five-day-a-week, nine-to-five attendance at a designated workplace to a recognition that work can be carried out remotely. Naturally, this suited many employees seeking less commute time and more work-life balance. But it also suited many employers seeking less expensive office rents and ancillaries. But has this change come with a hidden cost? Surely as humans, we thrive on social interaction, physical association, and joint approaches to commercial problem solving. So how do businesses today ensure a healthy, successful culture is permeating through their employees, regardless of where they are located? Perhaps Josh King from Corporate Fighter has the answer, and he joins me today. Hi, Josh. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Now, I'm, I'm, you're obviously, I'm, are we, have we caught you at home or have you caught you at the office? Um, I've got a bit of a home office at the moment, I'm just in a bit of a transitional phase from Sydney to um, Surface Paradise up in the Gold Coast. Josh, we talked a minute ago about uh, this this change of attitudes towards working from home to uh, hybrid, exactly as you're doing right now. Uh, tell me about corporate fight. I mean, how, how does that operate at the moment? Um, well, fortunately, we are we're back to full full um, operations in all of our cities across Australia, uh, which is great news. Of course, at the moment, um, we are having. Um, a few COVID issues rearing its ugly head here and there, whether it be um, participants um, that are fighting on our events or um, a guest of our events. So um, nothing we're not used to, though, of course, after now being um, over two years worth of COVID um, issues. So we're pretty well drilled um, how to deal with them and how to compensate our guests and fighters as best we can so that um, the show goes on and they have another opportunity to um have their fight if they are, you know, um, taken out of the game during their training camp due to a positive COVID reading. So for those that aren't familiar with Corporate Fighter, just just take us through the the structure and and what you're trying to achieve with it. So Corporate Fighter is um, basically the idea behind it was giving uh, corporate people, um, and I I do say corporate corporate quite loosely, Um, it's not exactly um, compulsory to be a suit and tie wearing um, employee or employer. Um, we've had people from all walks of life and all um, all sorts of different industries. Um, but the idea behind it was trying to s- set up a safe environment for people to have their first ever um, amateur boxing bout. So um, I wasn't an amateur and professional boxing promoter for quite some time. And they're, you know, speaking to people just from um, the general public um, when they were interested once I told them I was a boxing promoter because it's quite a strange industry to be in, um, I'd a lot of people want to have a first fight, but they've heard so many stories about perhaps the ugly side of boxing that was a preventative for them from doing so. So what we did was we put together a a program that was 10 weeks long um, and it's structured so that uh, everybody that's part of the group being anywhere from 24 to 30 people in each group um, are starting from the very beginning as, as, as such wrapping that learning to wrap their hands and throw a jab in the first week 
Um, then again, going back to the safety aspect, um, we make sure all of the participants look after each other, not only throughout the training camp, but most importantly on the fight night. Um, that goes for our coaching staff and the referees and officials also. So um, everyone understands that no one's fighting for an Olympic spot. No one's fighting for a world title. There's no money on the line. Um, you know, there's grandparents, brothers and daughters, brothers and sisters and sons and daughters in the crowd. Um, so there's no real glory in really beating someone up that's also having their first fight. Um, so we, we ensure that um, through the 10 weeks, we get it into their head that we look after each other and we try and make sure everyone hears that final bell after their three rounds. Um, yep. And that's a celebration in itself. Win, win, lose. Um, everyone's a winner when it comes to corporate fighter. You know, they've, they've, they've achieved something less than 1% of the world's population have ever done. Um, and all whilst raising funds for charities that are near and dear to their heart, which is also a huge part of corporate fighter. So in a nutshell, it's a 10-week training program for people that never boxed before. Um, and then we put them on an ultimate black tie charity boxing event um, where we go, um, we spare no expense on the entertainment side of things. So basically we're putting on what we call a little mini world title event for um, these people to celebrate their achievements over the past 10 weeks. Josh, um, I noticed when I when I read the blurb on, on Corporate Fighter, I've been involved with you for a little while now, that you mentioned uh, three F words, fun, fitness and fundraising. You don't mention fighting. I mean, fighting is kind of the, it's it's the end bit, but it's it's not the most important part of what you're trying to do, is it? Absolutely. Um, you know, speak, speak after, funnily enough, it's our, um, it's 10, 10 years today since our first ever Corporate Fighter um, okay event so a bit of a pat on the back for myself on there that one but as what we've learned throughout the 10 years and speaking to participants post the event is that the growth and the enjoyment and where they've um build built themselves not only physically and learn a new skill but also mentally which is one of the most important parts of corporate fighter so we've learned that when we speak to them after the event um they'll they'll reminisce about stories from their 10-week training camp as opposed to the fight night so mm. although fight night is on their brain throughout the from the moment they sign up to the program uh, looking back at their experience i i now understand that it's the camaraderie um, and the being put into um, an uncomfortable position and trying to make something, make yourself comfortable in that, you know, and it's the boxing ring is the deepest end you can get when it gets, um, when it comes to sport and to put yourself on show in front of a minimum of 20 of your friends and family and work colleagues is an extraordinarily brave thing to do. So um, having that on your mind for an entirety of 10 weeks and also trying to keep a level head, keep training every day, making sure you're eating and sleeping right. Um, there's a lot of discipline involved in the program also. And, and you don't have to be physically fit to do it. If I wanted to say, okay, I want to go and get fit, I mean, we know boxing fitness is, is a really, really hard sort of fitness. It's open to, you've mentioned age groups and corporates, but one of the things I was interested in when we first started talking about this was that that uh, feeling of dis displacement that a lot of employers currently have because they're all over the place. I mean, from your experience from, I think you started in 2010, I mean, what has that done for corporate culture? So I'm, I'm a big believer of... Um, you know, people interacting with another. I believe community is a huge, uh, plays a huge role in especially our mental health. Um, COVID, I, I, I truly believe, has taught us all that, um, being locked away from our loved ones. Um, it's not until you can't see people that you really start to, um, you know, um, have a gratefulness that you can see them as openly as we normally can. So with the corporate culture, for, for, for us, we, you know, we have a, 
it's very much a gym setting because of our training is for 10 weeks. The back of house staff, of course, we have staff in Newcastle, Melbourne, um, Queensland and everywhere in between. So we do have a pretty remote um, communication system for our management team um, as opposed to the on-deck staff who are the ones that run the fighters through the program Mm -hmm. for the 10 weeks and take care of the administrative administrative stuff. A lot of what we've also found that is that our chat groups have become far more um, far more they're they're being far used to, to a far higher degree um, especially with our participants, even if that, for instance, last year when um, COVID may have postponed an event for up to six or eight weeks, in some cases, some of the fighters had to wait up to four months for their fight to come back around due to COVID and um, uh, restrictions and whatnot. Um, and I could see that there wasn't a reduction in the amount of discussion that was going on in these group chats. There was actually an increase. So I could just tell sitting back and watching from my point of view that people were craving that uh, human interaction. And if the best we could, the best the world could offer at that time were these chat groups, well, so be it. Um, I saw a huge explosion on that front. I mean, you know, people, Zoom is is Zooming and Skyping and all these things are all now um, household names if they weren't already before. So, um, I mean, I I think for a two-year stint, it wasn't two months. Everyone had to roll with the punches, as they say, and um, everyone had to you know, change their systems because having an office full of people being able to see each other at the water cooler every day was um, something that wasn't realistic any longer. So um, for us in the boxing world, having a gym shut down and our events cancelled or postponed, um, you know, that's, that is as bad as it gets for a business that is so social, socially, so, so much social interaction is the core of the businesses. So um, in answer to your question for the corporates, um, I, I still believe if offices were to open up, uh, people would flood back in. Um, I, you know, working from home was is a great fun thing for um, a little while, but then you start again. You get pretty lonely in your own little home office. So um, hopefully, we get to see some of these offices reopening soon. Josh, you talk about mental and physical well-being. Clearly, you can measure physical well-being in terms of after 10 weeks, they're, they're physically fit enough to do a, a three, two-minute fight. How are you measuring mental well-being? Is it just anecdotal? Um, funnily, you should, funnily, you should mention that, mention that actually this morning, and I'll give you an example. Um, we are doing a lot of work with Rise Up, a domestic violence charity mm-hmm. that's been set up out of Queensland here, and they're doing phenomenal things. And unfortunately, as you, I'm sure, are quite aware that the domestic violence rates are um, continue to skyrocket on an annual basis and things such as COVID and floods um, and whatever else the world has been throwing at us um, is really not helping the situation. So one of our um, support staff who is a former participant who like who we offer to stay on and just um, help with the training, they um, had a discussion with one of our new participants that started last night um, and it was a, a female-to-female interaction where she explained that she was a victim of domestic violence um, and that if she could help assist her through the 10 weeks and just keep an eye on her because she's not sure how 
um, once the boxing starts happening, how she's going to react to that. Um, so, I mean, that's a fortunate incident, uh, a situation for us when someone was open enough to tell us that. So now the team has spoken about it within minutes of it being um, known right. to make sure we look after this person, keep an extra eye on it. But also it's an eye opener to ensure that we're taking care of everyone on that same level, regardless of whether or not they've given us some intel as to what um, that might be going on behind the scenes with them. So there are a lot of people, we do get a lot of people and we do get told post event, um, maybe again, due to embarrassment, mental health and domestic violence issues is something that are both unfortunately um, not spoken about enough due to embarrassment and things of that nature. So corporate fighter becomes a open forum and a platform for them to speak about these things. So um, mental health is a huge one for us, um, but not only for the participants, but also for um, allow, um, giving the participants the resources to uh, educate their friends, family and work colleagues, usually via social media. So it's not only about fundraising throughout the 10 weeks, it's also about educating their um, social networks as to you know, statistics and, and, and how to speak out if um, things aren't the way they should be. So that's also a big um, part of what Corporate Fighter is trying to do is, is become a, a platform for people to really utilise something so unique as fighting in a boxing ring for the first time um, to also bring some attention to these charities that we're supporting. Let's, let's touch on those charities a moment. So I noticed that you've raised over a million dollars for charity, which is fantastic, and you mentioned Rise Up. But you also uh, have other partners such as Beyond Beyond Blue and Black Dog Institute. How, how do you how do you pick your partners? Well, originally, what we would do is we would take a um, a vote. This was again we're we're going back ten years. So I thought the 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 fairest way and the way we would get the most resonation out of our participants would be to pick whom they all agreed as majority would be the charity of choice. Now that was going back many years. Um, right. Charities, of course, approach us all the time. Um, it's quite an exciting um, concept to be a part of, um, you know, the, the fun runs and the marathons and, and football teams and all that kind of stuff is fantastic. Anything that's bringing education and um, money in for charities is brilliant. But I guess this is something that kind of their eyes light up a little bit more and, and want to know how they can get involved with this. And a lot of people also go to the charities and say, hi, ch hi, uh, Charity X, I'm going to in be involved in Corporate Fighter and I'd love to fundraise for you. So at the moment, as I said, we're working with um, Rise Up very heavily and also a charity called Serving Our People. Um, mm -hmm. And Serving Our People at the moment are completely invested in the flood relief um, in okay. New yep. Wales and Queensland. So um, we're actually, uh, as of last weekend, we just crossed our $250,000 mark for this year so far. Um, so we're well on the way to hitting our $1 million annual mark for this year, if not what, far more. Um, so all of that money will be going to the domestic violence uh, victims and the um, children that need um, homes. Um, you know, a lot of them are living out of cars and in all sorts of um, atrocious um, circumstances. So we know um, we have a close relationship with these charities. So we know that the money is going to all the right, all the right places. Josh, um, when I looked at some of the people that have been involved in some of the testimonials, I saw names such as Westpac, America Express, Ernst & Young. So it's not, we're not just about the, the small little businesses. We're talking about major corporations who you would think would have similar programs already running, but they obviously don't. Yeah, um, I, I think, you know, not taking anything away from them, they do the, all of these uh, companies now, thankfully, have 
their you know quotas or their KPIs to meet annually for giving back to the community and charities and donations and getting their employees involved in um, group fundraising activities and things, which is fantastic. Um, I'm hearing some great stories about um, charities going into their offices and things like that. Again, all um, being a bit undone because of the COVID situation. But we have a bit of a bugaboo being boxing. So this is something we've been trying to overcome for many years, of course. Um, if you're yeah, um, Joe or Karen from Westpac and you went to the, the HR department and asked for a sponsorship for the five-kilometre marathon um, to raise money for whatever charity it might be, I'm sure there probably would be very little hesitation or resistance. Um, when it comes to boxing, I think a lot of them, a lot of the HR departments and um, employers would just say, it's probably just safer if we don't get involved in this one only because they don't exactly understand what corporate fighter is all about. So then when we get those kind of responses, we, we make a point of trying to um, go back and educate them further, invite them to the events so they can see how um, um, uh, fantastically run, how professional of an outfit it is, how accountable it is to all the charities and so forth. And I think the most important thing is for not, for them not to concentrate on this three two-minute fight, you know, which, which as you said, because it's so well uh, policed, if you like, and refereed and and with professional trainers, I mean, it's you know, it's a really, it really couldn't be safer. So, you mentioned your Australia's premier corporate boxing program. How many are there? Well, there's. Um, I, I, I would definitely have to say we were the first, mm-hmm. um, but we have had a few um, follow-on from us, a couple of close names and things like that. Um, you know, it's a competitive market out there. Um, they are, you know, a lot of them come and go quite quickly. Um, it's difficult to chase someone with 10 years experience like Corporate Fighter has. Um, our staffing, you know, we've got a huge team back of house now for management and administration. So um, there's a lot that goes into it. And um, I truly believe that our team make it look um, quite easy throughout the 10 weeks and on the events because we're so well experienced that anyone that was looking to replicate such a, um, such a program um, would perhaps fall down quite quickly because they might not understand the intricacies of what's involved, such as um, how much care and time we put into the mental right. health of our participants and all the little one percenters that have taken many, many years to evolve into what corporate fighter is today. And obviously, we, we, you talk about fighting, we see a lot of different things, whether it's octagons or MMA or UFC. Um, are there any plans to move into different types of martial arts or fighting, or just just how you? What's what's the future look like for? Corporate? I'm I'm um, I'm a bit of a traditionalist in the boxing. I grew up with boxing, racehorsing, and um, rugby league and cricket. So um, I um, didn't watch much of that kind of stuff growing up. And um, the UFC is a little bit too a little bloody for me. And I think for the corporates. Um, and if we already have the resistance with the boxing, but the crux of the answer for that is we have enough of a challenge on our hands getting these participants ready after 10 weeks for a three, two minute boxing round, which consists of one type of martial art, if you'd call it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you were trying to teach them how to do Taekwondo, karate, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, boxing and all the wrestling and all that else makes up UFC, um, you'd be pretty hard pressed to find a good participant after 10 weeks trying to teach them that many different skills in such a short time. Um, and a very big part of corporate fighter is being risk adverse, um, more specifically on the safety of the participants front. So, um, you know, if injuries and humiliations 
um, at our events is certainly not ever going to be good for business. And I certainly myself would never sign up for something like that if I saw people getting humiliated and hurt in a ring um, sure. whilst I was trying to raise money for charity. So it's a 10-week course. I mean, 10 weeks for a lot of corporates is, is a big commitment. But what's, what's sort of a minimum you have to do? I mean, if I, if I play golf on a Saturday or something, I miss, I miss a round or what happens? Yeah, so, t- yeah, 10 weeks, we've got a pretty strict free training session um, minimum a week. Mm-hmm. So we keep an attendance record. Um, obviously, the sparring element for the final five weeks is the most important. That's where we learn who's going to be the best and safest matchups. Um, so if they start, if, if a participant starts lagging on their training, they'll certainly get a phone call and have a chat um, by one of the trainers. Um, so a, a lot about the program, again, is about discipline. It's about um, letting go of your normal life for 10 years and living a life with Floyd Mayweather for 10 weeks. Um, you know, put it, sleeping, eating, um, putting in everything so that you don't wonder what could have been if your hand doesn't get raised in victory that night. I mean, as I said, everyone's a winner, but at the end of the day, we're a competitive species. So um, I'm sure everyone deep down inside wants to get their hand raised in victory in front of their friends and family and so forth. Um, so Josh, uh, obviously, obviously we're talking commercial sponsorships here. What sort of sponsorships do you think would be ideal for corporate fighter? So um, we, we certainly have a lot of particular industries that, um, uh, um, see employees as participants qualified. The building industry is one of them. We have many people in managerial um, and high-end, jo- high-level jobs in the construction industry. Uh, oh. Recruitment as well is another big one. We have a lot of expats from England and Ireland um, who are uh, boxing is a bit of more of a second nature to them, and this kind of a sport is something that's not so as in, so intimidating as it is to Australians because it's not something we would have perhaps done at school like they do over there. Um, and they also love fundraising. So this is something that those communities are um, in recruitment as well. They're very heavy into the trades, those communities. Um, we also have a lot of, you know, banking. I mean, there's no real um, exclusion of any industry for corporate fire. As I said, we've had, you know, every single, uh, I'd be hard pressed to um, say there wouldn't be a company that hasn't been represented at some point over the 10 years of the corporate fighter. Um, so, you know, for the, those big companies, we've had some pretty big CEOs and things. And again, they've, um, after the program, they've told us that, you know, it was somewhat of a life-changing experience and perhaps sometimes even a life-saving experience. And, um, they were perhaps going through a bit of a, a crisis, some call it midlife crisis, um, whatever age they may have been, but, um, you know, perhaps wondering where their life was going and, and the meanings and things and get them into the gym for 10 weeks with corporate fire done. Um, and uh, it's a real change of life and a real change of um, your way of thinking. And, and the corporate sponsorships start from what price? Uh, so our, our, our um, lightweight package is a $5,000 sponsorship. Um, my apologies, that's our medium um, middleweight sponsorship, which is inclusive of a ringside table. So it's only a small cost above. That just gets the company some exposure at the event and over the 10 weeks via social media and our uniforms. Um, but usually our events are the pinnacle of our sponsorship offering um, with 600 plus black tie, $250 minimum ticket spending guests um, from all sorts of corporate companies, having those big screen logos and ads playing, um, the MC recognition, the uniforms and the fight night, which then you've got all that post-event exposure via the video footage and the photography and things. I think that's where the greatest value lies. I think it's, um, I've been involved in many sponsorships, as we both know, 
Um, and this is this is certainly unique. And I think if um, people haven't thought about Corporate Fighter as a potential sponsorship opportunity, they, they really should consider it now. Um, and I think to to find out more about what it's like and how, how your organisation be part of it as a participant, a sponsor, and to start to reignite the corporate culture among staff, they can obviously reach out to you. What's the, what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, I mean, email is the easiest way to get me. Um, I'm kind of on that one 24-7. So it's quite simple, josh, J-O-S-H, at corporatefighter.com.au, um, which is the same as the website, corporatefighter.com.au. Um, if you like, um, there's plenty of information on what cities we're currently in in Australia, um, some of our plans for growth, and then, of course, um, our fundraising aspect of the program. So with um, corporate sponsorships, something that also is quite popular are uh, companies. We have repeat companies every session that will um, elect a, an employee of theirs and I'll um, shout them their entry fee um, and then make a bit of a night out of it for their staff. It's um, it's a much more intimate um experience when you take your staff to an event where one of the other oh. uh, one of their work colleagues is uh, fighting in the ring it's something certainly very special and of course seeing the company's logo and being shouted out all night by the MC um, is a really fun experience for the whole team and not to mention going back to work the next day and having everyone applaud you as you walk up to the tea room yeah you're, yeah exactly and, and that's at a win that's a win and lose situation so as i said everyone <laughs> after seeing someone get in the ring for three two minute rounds you're um you get an immediate respect about you from your peers um as i said it's uh, not something 99 percent of the population would ever consider doing so they're very brave um and we're proud of each and every one of them josh king uh the corp md of corporate fighter I, I can certainly see the fun the fitness and the fundraising and not so much the fighting but the other three definitely the three f so Thank you for your time today and uh, good luck with the project moving forward in the business. Thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate your time.